2: It's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. It's a grand door.
0: Live on SENSA. Welcome to Red Legs Radio. Get great value at Palm and Bet. Gamble responsibly. For gamblers' help, call 1 800 858
2: 858. Yeah, g'day there, Red and Blue Army. We're rubbing our hands together here in Studio Lumo at 1 King William Street because the Red Legs are flying high. 36 point winners over the league leaders North Adelaide at Cooper Stadium last weekend. One of the best performances I've seen for the football club in some time. I am Ben Hook. My co host is Joe Marciano. You would have to agree that's one of the best you've seen in a while.
0: Dominant, fantastic performance, Hooky, and probably yeah, one of the best performances I've seen uh, for a long time from a Norwood team. Um, just four quarters of sustained, tough, hard football, relentless, um, and challenged yep. a couple of times against a pretty good opposition in North Adelaide, who were top. And our, the way of the boys found a way to come back, override the challenges that were there, um was sensational and the fans absolutely had a ball on
2: Saturday. Uh, I'm sure people aren't all that interested in our opinion on how things are <laughs> tracking, but they do want to hear from our special guest. His name is Nick Rokar. He is the 2021 Michael Taylor medalist and he's been good enough to join us here at Redlegs Radio. Nick Rokar, welcome back. Hey, guys, how are we? We are going very well. How are you tracking, mate? And, uh, you know, you've been at the club three years now. Is that the best win you've been involved in in your time at Norwood? Yeah, no, it's yeah, it's going in my third year now.
3: So, um, yeah, I reckon it would probably have to be. It's up there for sure. Um, yeah, it was a great win, wasn't it?
2: It was, absolutely was. I just want to take you back to the halfway point of the second term. They've kicked three in a row. Yeah. Our captain's missing. Uh, Matty Nunn's obviously out there uh, injured uh, and not playing. I would contend that in previous... Iterations of the Norwood Football Club that might have been a bit too tough to come back from. We fight on, but we probably go down by a couple of goals. Uh, we win this by thirty-six points. Can you pinpoint what's different?
3: Yeah, I think um, as a group we're really jelling, and we're we're not really relying on any one individual as we may have been in the past at, at times like that. But um, I think we just we just don't get rattled as much as we may have in the past when the time got tough so we sort of back in our system and 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 we know it works and uh we can we know we we've got that belief we can grind away at whatever comes our way so yeah
0: rokes talk through talk us through the game itself and and let's let's go through that um you know the the start of the second quarter essentially yeah they kick three unanswered goals and you know you're in the midfield now you're leading the midfield essentially with you know you know Jacob Kennelly as well and these guys that no there's no Matty Nunn there no no senior real captain there in the, as well what goes through the mind and talk us through the little bit of a chat you have with Boydie you know after that third goal's kicked what's the you know what do you say to each other when that happens? Um. Well, to be honest, I think I was on the pine. Actually, and <laughs> right. I, I recall Twigs. No wonder North were Twig's kicking
2: goals. No wonder North were uh, kicking no. goals, Rakes. If you were off the field, exactly my
3: man. Right. There you go. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, I, I remember I was on the pine, and um, Twigs obviously on the bench at the moment. I, I sort of remember him saying to a couple of us, "Sort of, games on the line here. Um, this is sort of the game now. Um, what are you going to do about it?" And yeah, I think we've got some terminologies we like to use. It just really implements um, not getting complacent at times and and whatnot. And uh, but yeah, I, I think like I think Kennels has done a really good job since stepping in for Nanny. Um, obviously, we miss Nanny dearly, but um, JK is a great leader and an up and coming up and coming one as well. And um, I think yeah, I think it's a group effort. But we sort of we just we just believe in what we do. Like. Mm. You know the game plan stacks up. It's just a matter of just we don't have to do anything different. Just getting back to the basics and, and how can we grind this one back. We don't, like, to be honest, I didn't even know all three goals down at one stage. Okay. Um, yeah, so I didn't expect to kick that many goals that quickly, but it's good to know that we can get our offensive
0: game going that way. I was going to say, uh, Rokes, you know, Twig's very big on team defense, and I, I love my stats, so I had a look at the stats early in the week, and I saw... Marks allowed per game. We only allow sixty-two point one, that which is ranked first in the competition. Is just, is that just simple as you know, as soon as oppositions, you know, opposition get the ball, we we taper off and, and guard dangerous space and make sure that you know we're on the mark quickly, so they can't get away from us and and uh, you know chip the ball around. Is that something that's a real focus from Twig and the and the you know and the coaches?
3: Yeah, yeah. Obviously, we we pride ourselves on the opposition not being able to. Have control as much and, and take as you know multiple marks. Um, it, and it sort of comes down to it comes down to a lot of things, Joe. It's just mm. sort of like obviously it's a team defence thing, um, and just a lot of communication and handovers, and yep. and just working as a unit. That's what stops it. Because as soon as there's one weak link that's not playing their role, well then just there's avenues for marks to happen. So when we're keeping teams to low numbers in marks, usually means they're going really well as a team defensively.
2: One of the things that has been a, a real turnaround, and I don't know what's been the catalyst for it, Nick, is uh, the goal-kicking. Suddenly, we are kicking a heck of a lot more goals and points. We're racking up big scores. Uh, is there is it just a mental thing, the fact that suddenly goal-kicking has become a bit of a liability to almost a bit of an asset for us? Like, what did we kick, 15-4 against Port three or four weeks ago? Yep. Uh, and the fascinating thing is... Um, every time we've won bar one, we've kicked more goals than points. Every time we've lost bar one, we've kicked more more points than goals. So it obviously is a factor. Is there anything that's triggered the fact that suddenly guys have got the confidence up and happy to have a ping and uh, a, a bit of reliability around the goal front?
3: Yeah, it's, it's an interesting one. Like, I mean, you can sort of practice your goal kicking up as much as you want, but I feel like it's something like, you don't do so much of. It's a mental part of the game as much as anything, but um, uh, it sort of helps when you've got a bloke by the name of Matt Panos in there straightening you up. <laughs> yeah,
2: he's
3: <laughs> um, always handy to have the kick too. But I just think um, I think yeah, the entries into the Ford fifty are probably a little bit better for the boys. Um, and the way they're leading and presenting to us is a bit better as well. And obviously, Sermo straightens us up a little bit up there as well. He's been huge for us so far. So takes the pressure on the likes of Nice, and then Javo gets free, and then. Um, you know, Nelligan and, and Tranfer, they get good looks as well. So um, I think it's a combination of a few things, to be honest.
0: Roke's trip to Norlanga this week, and uh, we had a win yep. there last year. actually probably one of our better performances of the, of the years last year. And then uh, South do us, you know, just marginally earlier in the year. Uh, you know, without giving too much away, what needs to be done to override this South team who will be up uh, in their eyes because they've had a big win against Glenelg?
3: Yeah, they've obviously had a really good win on the weekend and um, they're in a position, ladder-wise, that sort of they need to, yep. like, we all need to win games, but it's sort of, it's nearly a do or die for them at the moment. So um, they'll be playing with a lot of confidence after last week. But, yeah, it's just the same as any other week. Just We don't have to come up with anything different. It's just about playing or we'll staying to our defensive structures and making sure that part of our game's um, really fluent. And then the offensive part of our game will flow from that. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be a big test for us out there on a nice big deck. And as you said, they're in good form and got some really good players playing good footy. you. So, um, no, I know the boys are really looking forward to it.
2: We're talking to Nick Rokar, the 2021 Michael Taylor medalist and uh, one of the stars of season 2022 already. Nick, you said that you're not much of a scoreboard watcher over the course of a game. Didn't even realise that we'd got three goals down halfway through the second quarter. What about midweek and the ladder? I mean, I am hopeless. I'm studying the ladder. I'm doing my ladder predictor Mm. all the time. I know that we're sitting in fourth. I know we're eight and five. I know we've got percentage that uh, is up and above the uh, rest of the group of uh, teams that are eight and five. Are you the sort of bloke Studies that and realizes that a win we can get to here, but gee, a loss we can suddenly find ourselves out of the five.
3: Yeah, um, I, I, I probably last year I was a little bit more um, observant observ- of it. but um, like this year, you sort of, I just think, like, yeah, I know the situation. It's not hard to ha- hard to know where you're at. Like one loss and one win can put you in such different spots. But I think just with the footy we're playing, I'm really confident going into games and just it's just week by week but like we've just got to win that's all that really matters at the moment and the ladder will take care of itself so um, I know we've, we've got to ride the momentum we got going at the moment and hopefully that just means more wins so if that's the case like, it's only going to be positive for us so I do try not to look
0: at it too much like that Rogues right, let's talk about the emergence of your great mate Harry Boyd I'm, I'm a big fan of him and I have him leading my best and fairest predictor uh, Hooky has. Someone else, obviously. but uh, I have Nick Rokar <laughs> leading the
2: best. And we might talk about that later. Joe's given yeah. you a bit of a drive-by here. No, Reckons I, you can't I, go back to don't back. Don't be huh. silly.
0: Don't be silly. Um, <laughs> but in saying that, Rokes, I mean, the emergence of Boydie at the start of the year, you know, we talk about not having a Ruckman and then Harold gets thrown in and um, played some really good footy last year when Noly was out. But could you have predicted this emergence from Boydie? Um, I've, I've sort of known the big star for a fair while. I know what he's saying of
3: um obviously physically he's he's um yeah like he's as good as anyone in the competition with his physicality like as far as a ruckman not many sort of match up with him that well i don't think anyway um mm. so i knew he's going to be a beast around the ground like that and i sort of had a lot of belief in the big fella that he'd be all, that, that he'd have a good season i knew he's a little bit irritated with the with the talks that were going on with us not having a ruckman and whatnot but um <laughs> I mean, he took over a few times last year and played some really good footy for us. So I think that gave... I, I sort of knew he was capable of it, but I think those games last year gave gave the rest of the group and the coaches the confidence that he could do it. And, um, no, he, he's going really well at the moment, the big fella. Um, and I think with Sermo back as well, it's just going to give him a bit more of a break in the, in the, in the ruck at times and, and we can sort of see what he can do as a forward at other times a bit more than we have been able to.
2: Nick Joe touched on it. Uh, We have a competition. Well, it's just a little segment each week. It's thanks to Barossa Boy Wines. It's called the Rolling Best and Fairest Predictor. Uh, I have you right now and I've had you for some time as the 2022 best and fairest. Joe, I think, has got you somewhere around about midfield, 15th, 16th, <laughs> uh, somewhere like that. But I do want to ask you, I mean, you obviously won it last year. How would you compare your form last year to this year? Because I would argue that it's at least as good this year, obviously, in a stronger field because there are a lot of contenders this time around. Um, Yeah, as far as
3: the like me individually and how I think I'm tracking. Uh, It's funny, I spoke to um, one of the coaches the other week about it, just in regards to sort of how I'm going this time year compared to last. And, um, yeah, I think we both agreed that, um, yeah, I've improved a a lot more and having probably a lot more of an impact for the team this year than I I was at times last year. probably had different different roles at times last year, but... um, yeah I think as comparing the two years I think definitely having it I feel a better season and just having more of an impact for the team this year but I mean you can look at it a few ways I guess
2: Well, you absolutely can, but uh, I tell you what, I reckon your form has been uh, absolutely outstanding this year. I mean, it's hard to do much better than a best and fairest season, but uh, as I said, there's a lot of guys who are having outstanding years this year, but you're certainly one of them. Nick, we're so uh, excited for the big game on Saturday afternoon. We're heading down to Norlunga to take on the Panthers uh, I tell you what, we can pretty much put them to sleep if uh, if we knock South off. I reckon that pretty much rules them out for season 2022 and certainly puts us right in the chance for um, a top three spot. So good luck on the weekend and uh, thanks for your time here on Redlegs Radio. No worries, guys. Thanks for having me. Nick Rokar, there, the 2021 best and fairest and a guy who's doing a lot of great work for us again in season 2022. Great to have his company. We are off to a break on the other side, the teams. Thanks to Paradise Mazda. So don't go away. You're listening to Redlegs Radio. It's a grand old flag. It's a high-flying flag. It's the emblem for me and for you.
0: On SENSA, you're listening to Redlegs Radio for climate, air conditioning and solar proud sponsors of the Red Legs.
2: Yeah, we're doing it thanks to climate, air conditioning and solar and of course the team at ParmaBet. Get tackle-busting benefits at ParmaBet. Gamble responsibly for gambler's, gambler's help. Call 1-800-858. Ben Hooker, Joe Marciano in the studio. A little bit later on, you should keep listening in because we're going to catch up with Dylan Stevens, Steve-o. the boy who was drafted in 2019 and of course now doing some wonderful work at the Sydney Swans. But right now, it is time for the teams and we do it thanks to... We do it thanks to Paradise Mazda. They are wonderful people out there. I drive a Paradise Mazda. I'm very proud of my car. And uh, we appreciate their support of Red Legs Radio in season 2022. Joe has the teams. Thanks to Paradise Mazda.
0: Yeah, Hookie. Squad of 25 uh, named for the Sunday clash with the Panthers. One confirmed out, unfortunately, will be Bain and Lowe, who uh, kicked three goals a shame. Yeah, it's a shame. He's out due to illness. Um, but we have obviously four new uh, potential inclusions for Sunday's game. So I'll quickly run through the team: the forward line, Maddie Panos, uh, Connor McLean, and Luke Sermon; the half forward line of Henry Nelligan, uh, Benny Jarvis, and Jed Spence, who's been excellent since coming back. Centre line is uh, Jack Kelly, who's been who was pushed a half back last week and played really well. Jacob Kennelly and Joshie Richards. The half backs are Declan Hamilton, uh, Tommy Donnelly, and Sam Morris. The back line is Cam Ball, Jack Hurd, and Pierre Seymour, and the followers Boyd. Uh, Nick Roger and Jay Rantel is in some scintillating form, the former Magpie, and then the interchange bench of with some, with some potential inclusions of Mac Bower, Corey Stockdale, Jai Arkins, Xavier Tranfer, Tommy Wagner, Mitchy Carroll, who was playing, I believe, local football in, at the start of the year. So it's great to see him even included in the squad of 25 and number 50 in Nick Loudon. So squad M- of 25.
2: My male, Mac Bower, one of the all-time great games for Norwood in the Reserves last weekend. Yep. Uh, did you see any of it?
0: I was watching bits and pieces, obviously, but it um, was a fantastic win overall from the reserves. And Max throwing his uh, weight around fantastically and um, was pretty much dominant from start to finish. So, and I yeah.
2: believe the Rezies, who had a poor performance the week before, might have got the chat from the coach during the week and they responded beautifully. Yeah, so four no, wins on the weekend, 16s, 18s, yep. reserves and legs. to big... sweep. Big weekend uh, for the footy club, isn't it? So that's the team's thanks to Paradise Mazda. Now one of the favourite parts of the show, and that is the sandful Stock Market. Sanford Stock Market, we do it thanks to Findex Financials, one of the great supporters of the football club. If you are looking to grow your wealth, then you need to get in contact with the team at FinDex Financials. I've got to be honest with you, Joe. Mm. My my um my little nest egg took a bit of a knock last week in the Sandful stock market. Oh boy. I Bought Norwood. It, that was good. That was a good buy. Uh, but I sold Sturt and they actually knocked over the Crows and I held Glenelg and that price dropped after a very, very disappointing loss to South Adelaide. So not a great weekend for me last weekend in the Sanford stock market, but I've got a couple of pretty good options yep. uh, this week. A couple of maybe some slightly left of center ones. Okay. Tell me what you're going to buy first of all, guess, Joe. Guess what I'm buying. Go on.
0: Matthew Panos.
2: Well, good shopping, yeah.
0: I think... Price is up. He's
2: been pretty good know, the last few weeks. I know
0: that, but I'm thinking a lot of space down at Flinders University Stadium. That means Panos has a lot of room to move, manoeuvre, mm. and uh, change the game for us. So I reckon he's he's in for a big day, Noss and... I want to buy him. What's the
2: weather on Sunday afternoon? Because it's, it's 50% if it's a percent chance of rain. Yeah, you see, I reckon I don't know. if the ball's on the ground a bit, I like Noss taking wizard. a bit. Yeah, he a bit w- of a genius. A, fair enough. What are you buying? Uh I'm buying Central District this week. Uh so they have a game against uh the double blues at home. Ooh, and I'm going for a bit of an upset. I've been I've been expecting Western Centrals to win games all year. I don't know that I, well, certainly West, I haven't got any right because they're Norton 13. I feel like Central's are just building a bit, and okay. I reckon out there at home, Sturt, they're hanging on, but that's a tough – it's always a tough game out there against Central District, so I'm going to buy some Central District and just see if that can pay off for me. Yep. Do you want to sell or hold next? I'll hold. Or what are you going to hold?
0: I'm holding Norwood.
2: Righto. Yeah, fair uh, enough. I bought them
0: a couple of weeks ago, yep. and I'm not selling them just yet. I reckon I'm going to make a bit more cash on it yeah. So I'm going to hold them. I reckon we can get the job done at Norlanga this uh, Sunday, so I'm going to hold the Norwood Footy Club – you?
2: I Hold bought you? some West Adelaide about three weeks ago. Obviously, bottom of the barrel yeah. share price, and that not- hasn't clearly gone up. But they play Port Adelaide. Can they win this? It's a Port Adelaide home game, but this is actually at High Richmond Oval at High Cent Stadium. So. I just wonder whether West Adelaide might be able to find yeah. a way through. I mean, they are a bit depleted at the moment, Port Adelaide. So I'm holding my West Adelaide shares. I'm not selling out. They didn't really cost me much anyway. That's fair. But that could make a bit of a killing. What about selling? What are you going to sell this week?
0: Well, I don't want to sell them because I love the form that we've played in them. But the Indigenous jumpers have brought us two fantastic wins against the Eagles at North Adelaide. And yeah. Look, if it was up to me, I'd love to wear them again to continue the form, but I'm going to sell them this week. They've done what they've needed to do and uh, hopefully they'll be up for auction at some point. Uh, In the next week or so. So, Nord fans, uh, make sure you keep an eye on those. What are you selling?
2: uh, I am going to sell South Adelaide. I reckon they get done by us and that'll be the end of their season and their share price will drop to nothing. So, I'm going to cash out in South Adelaide after their big win over Glenelg last weekend. Fair enough. Uh, Joe, you ready to roll with your Wonder Watch? I certainly am. Your Wonder Watch is thanks to Appel. We kick it off like this. There we go. Uh, Can't take my eyes off of you. And thanks to Appel, it is Joe's one to watch for the future.
0: Yep. So this week in under 18, Mr. Grant Catalano is a bottom age player who plays uh, on the wing and up forward. He's averaging 18 disposals and five tackles a game, uh, which is a fantastic effort for a winger. Works up and down tirelessly uh, and is a very, very good player. He's clean, uh, taking ground balls and works hard to tackle, uh, despite only being 171 centimetres and 67 kilos. Um, two weeks ago, I went to the Eagles. He had a season best: twenty disposals, two goals, and seven tackles. A talented kid who is developing into a very, very handy and good player. So, that's Grant Catalano. If you're watching the uh, under-18s this weekend,
2: Grant Catalano in the under-18s, very good. I want to see a couple of these blokes make their way up into uh, yeah, into. More, the, that's the, one to watch. The league, right uh, for Barossa boy wines. Here we go. Rolling,
0: rolling, rolling, rolling. Keep rolling, rolling. Though
2: the streams are swollen, keep them doggies rolling, rolling. Rolling, rolling, rolling is the rolling BNF predictor. It's thanks to Barossa Boy Wines. The only way to watch a game of Norwood League footy is with a glass of Barossa Boy in your hand. Jess and Trent Birds, one of the all-time great winemaking teams. Uh, Joe, give me your rolling best and fairest predictor at the end of round 14.
0: Harold Boyd remains in number one for me.
2: Harold Boyd, okay, yep, fair... Yep. Can't you've, you've been consistent with him at least.
0: I've got him. Uh,
2: R- you think he'll... I mean, he's got a game against Brooksby. You, you reckon he might not drop off?
0: No, nah, he can play. He'll he do him well.
2: Okay, okay, fair enough. Yep, go on. Nick, keep going. Nick Roker, yep. second.
0: And Declan Hamilton at third.
2: Declan Hamilton, who's a guy you brought in last week, and you're still pretty confident with him. No change, no change for me. I've got Nick Rokar, of course, our guest in the first segment there. Jay Rantel, I'm sticking with. He's, I been, he's unbelievable. He lives with a coach, would you believe? I only yeah. just found that out. And, of course, I've got uh, Big Boydie in Don't know uh, what
0: twig's feeding him. Please. In third
2: position as well. Well, I'll tell you what, he came home to a nice old clean house <laughs> last week. Right, we are off to a break. We're going to be catching up with Dylan Stevens on the other side, and we'll also uh, be working through a lot more of our segments towards the end of the show. So, please do not go away. You are listening to the good team here at Redlegs Radio. It's a grand old flag. It's a high-flying flag. It's the emblem for me and for you.
0: On SENSA, you're listening to Redlegs Radio for climate, air conditioning and and solar. Proud sponsors of the Redlegs.
2: Yeah, you listen to Redlegs Radio with Ben Hook and Joe Marciano. And we're going to step back in time. Not too far back in time, Joe, but... uh, one of our finest young up-and-comers who, of course, was taken with pick five in the 2019 draft. He's now played 21 games for the Sydney Swans and, dare I say it, is just finding yep. a little bit of form at the elite level. His name is Dylan Stevens, and he joins us now. Dylan, welcome to Redlegs Radio. G'day, guys. Thanks for having me. It's good to be here. Great to have you uh, back at the the old stomping ground, uh, my man. I still remember uh, you streaming into uh, goals just blasting past a couple of defenders and getting onto that left boot and kicking goals for us at Norwood. And it's great to see you doing a little bit of that for the Swans now, my man.
1: Yeah, it's been good. It's been a while. It's um, been a long time coming since I made a picture on this radio. Uh, I've been waiting for it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's been nice to um, finally get back into the team over the last few weeks and find some form. And, um, so yeah, for me now, it's just about playing my best footy, playing my role and, hopefully
2: holding my spot we we have a bit of a rule here dylan you know we're, we're very very appreciative of a norwood player who goes on and become one of the all-time greats at afl level we're also very happy with someone who goes and tries their f- dangles their toe in the afl and then comes back to the legs <laughs> exactly right sadly i reckon you're going to be category one mate uh, because it really looks like you're finding your feet and the team's finding the feet as well of course a wonderful performance against the bulldogs last weekend
1: yeah, it was a really good performance and um yeah, let's let's be I uh, in the end, hopefully it's um it's a I guess not a dream of mine, but um eventually I wanna finish up when I do finish up whenever that may be, playing AFL footy I wanna come back to Norwood, so um yeah, whenever that may be, um we'll wait and see. But yeah, we obviously had a really good win and um the boys have playing some really good footy.
0: Hey, Dill, talk us through your journey. Obviously you, you got drafted in twenty nineteen and then you, you entered the Swans in you know, trying circumstances in what was a COVID year and you, you go straight into the hubs and um, talk about, you know, breaking into the team and how hard that was and, you know, you get your opportunity against Richmond um, and then go on and play a couple of games in a row and then, um, you know, a bit in, in and out of the side a bit last year and then now starting to find your feet and hold your spot in the horses team. Talk us through your journey so far.
1: Yeah, it's been um, pretty up and down. Um, I mean, that first year we were at the greatest um, size, uh, that was also pretty frustrating not being able to pl- play as much as I would have liked, but it was also really good to get that taste of AFL footy in um, I think I played eight games my first year um, which I was pretty happy about, but then um, yeah, it was it came to the last year where we had a pretty different environment, like completely different, like different coaches um, mm-hmm. who are underneath horse, with Don Pyle, who came into the um, changed, pretty much completely changed that game plan in um, our side. Massive turn. And um, yeah, we went from coming third last to um, finishing in, in, in finals contention. So um, yeah, the team, it was also a pretty tough tension to crack into. So um, yeah, it has been a roller coaster. But um, to come out and top and at the moment and um, be playing some pretty good footy and amongst a pretty good group of boys, um, whether it's in the ones or twos, I've been having a bloody good time because we've got a really good. Close, tight-knit group, Um, especially our younger core from about 23 and under where um, there's a lot of us and we're all really close. So, yeah,
0: yeah. Definitely. yeah, definitely. And, you know, I've got a mate of mine who's a big Swan supporter, so we, we follow the Swans. And I try to watch as many games because you're uh, in the team as well. But how, how have you enjoyed playing alongside, you know, guys like James Rowbottom and Chad Warner and, you know, Luke Parker? And then you've got the experience of Buddy and, you know, Rampy down back. You know, those, those experienced heads around you, you've got a real core cool, cool group of about, you know, five or six experienced players amongst some really good talent across the field. I mean, how, how have you enjoyed playing along those alongside those guys?
1: Yeah, exactly. Like well, you mentioned Chad, like I debuted with him and um in our first year we debuted together and um, he's one of my best mates at the club so to see him and the player he's turned into as of late, um, it's been pretty awesome to ride it with him and um yeah, like I said, like that young cool group we've got, we're all really, really close. Um and then yeah, of it we're all just Um, follow the lead of our leaders in ramps and Joey Kennedy who's been injured for the last eight weeks but he still had a massive impact on the team pretty much as a midfield coach and um, yeah same with Parks they just lead the way Um, and yeah there's great people to look up to.
2: We do want to touch on your time with the Norwood Football Club shortly but uh, I tell you what mate you have got arguably match of the round against Fremantle over there in Perth on Saturday night, I've just had a look at your draw, and I mean, you know, there's no such thing as an easily winnable game at AFL level, but you've got GWS, the Crows, and North Melbourne And then ensuing three weeks. I imagine Horse is placing all sorts of importance on you guys on trying to get a number against Fremantle this weekend, knowing that uh, if you can win that one, you can really set yourself up and maybe re-emerge as a top four candidate.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We're completely aware of this week's... Um massive game for us. Um, it's almost going to be a bit of a taste of finals footy, to be honest, with the pressure of both teams. Um, that's something that both teams try and bring as much as they can. And obviously in front of a, we'll, we'll probably probably be a pretty hostile crowd um, over there in WA. So um, yeah, it's going to be a massive game.
2: I just want to ask you about John Longmire. I mean, he strikes me as someone who. A lot of respect for him, but also I tell you what, you wouldn't want to upset his apple cart. If you got on the wrong side of him, I reckon it would be a pretty long week on the track with uh, Johnny Longmire just uh, storming around the place.
1: Absolutely. You don't want to get on the wrong end of a spray, that's for sure. You just try and do what you can to keep on his good side, that's for sure. But no, nah, he's a really good coach. And, um, yeah, he's, he really leads the way in terms of our culture. And um, yeah, he's I've never seen a bloke more passionate about his footy in about the club.
0: Hey, Dill, Your role in particular, you've been playing a bit of wing football at the moment. Um, you know when are we, when we're going to see horse chucky into the middle, and you know when I'm excited to get see you under you know get the ball under your arm, tuck it under out of a clearance, and and go on and kick one from fifty. I mean, when's when's the time right to go in inside a little bit? And have you spoken about that with the coaches?
1: It has been a while since I've done that, hasn't it, Joe? <laughs> I think I think back in my day at Norwood, for the last time I've been able to do that. But um, yeah, I've kind of just been stuck out in the in the pie stand, holding my lane, and I'm playing <laughs> in the wing. But yeah, um, I don't know. I, I think I, I have put on, I think nearly ten to twelve kilos since I got drafted, and um, yeah, I, I do want to play inside eventually. But I think at the moment, just with the midfields we got in there, and um, a lot of big bodies, I, I think there's only room for me really on the wing. So um, yeah, hopefully in the next few
2: years I can.
0: No, nah, that's nonsense, Dylan. You straight. I you can go straight into the middle there. That
2: um, Luke Parker. What does he know? Yeah, just clear him nah, out. I just don't... tell him to go and sit on the bench for a while and just watch how a young South Australian does
0: it. <laughs> I was going to say. Exactly right. I was going to say, Dil, uh, And your old man, he's a big Norwood, Norwood supporter. Robert Stevens. Um, is he still following the legs uh, religiously these days?
1: Well, I do believe him and my mum are still members. Oh, good. Uh, there we go. And they went to a game a couple of weeks ago as well. Um, and Joy Larkin, um, his old man, with uh, my dad and his old man played footy together <laughs> played footy together. Wow. So um oh, there you go. I think yeah, Dad and um him went and watched Jared playing the Reddies a few weeks back. Yeah. um against Westies. And yeah, um Dad loves it. He always he loves his footy, whether it's CMF or AFL so
0: yeah, he still loves his
1: legs and i am actually yet to come out and watch a game since I was drafted oh, Come on, Bill been... I actually I've like I've always like I had the chance to against Port, I wasn't picked um and I was like they're just not letting me do it. Simple as that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, do you keep an eye on uh, the way the boys are travelling? I know the world of the AFL can be all-consuming, but uh, do you keep an eye on results and just a bit of a, an understanding of how the lads are travelling?
1: Absolutely, I do. Uh, I, I, the Norwood team has like, such fond memories there, and um, I've still got a lot of good mates. And even to see, like, Henry Nalligan, for example, he obviously didn't play when I was playing league, but, um, yeah, to see him do it a couple of years after and... Um, yeah, it's been – I always keep a track on him. And then to see Jack O'Kennelly who also played a lot of junior footy with um, to come from Geelong and then play there as well. Like I keep a lot of tabs on, um, yeah, boys, so –
2: Dylan, just take us a, a bit through how it works um, at the Swans. If you don't get a game in the AFL side, I know there's the the New South Wales competition over there, but we've seen a couple of changes. I, I guess we're maybe heading towards an AFL reserves competition, but just to, to describe what the standard of footy is like if you don't get a game in the AFL team.
1: Uh, yeah, look, it's a very different. Um, and I, and sample and the VFL competition we're playing at the moment is also very different. It's hard to compare. Um, I think the the different levels, difference in levels, is massive, to be honest. Um, and not only that, but like I think like the the culture, of like the crowds and the supporters, makes a big difference. And that's what I think i miss most about the sample, which is you know mm. playing in front of the Norwood crowds and mm. um, just yeah. I think sample has that probably a bit better community in terms of who you play in front of and. Um, how passionate supporters are, but it is, uh, the VFL is a very still a very good season of footy. Just, you find that you're all a bit younger, especially when you're playing um, AFL reserves, the reserves. It's like a lot of young players rather than playing against bigger bodies in the same foot you know what I mean?
0: Um, I was going to say, yeah, fantastic deal. Just just another one, deal. Your first goal take us back to. I remember I remember watching it. it was it was at the Gabba, right? I reckon you got <laughs> pole drive. By Braden Sire, and you've you've managed to get this foot on the ball. I reckon it's travelled at least forty-five meters, and you've kicked your first. I mean, talk us through that moment.
1: Yeah, that was pretty surreal. I was a while back now, but um, I can hardly kick the ball forty-five meters as a <laughs> drop punt let alone snap it around my body. So I think when he polax me, it made me kick it a bit. The next ten or a few seconds. Yeah, I, to be honest, I couldn't really believe it went through. I, I didn't even see it go through. I just saw the boys start celebrating around me because I had people all in front of me, and I was like, "But hell, yeah, I couldn't believe it happened. But, um, yeah, it was not a bad first goal. I was yeah. pretty happy with it, to
2: be honest. You're listening to Redlegs Radio. Our special guest is Dylan Stevens, the former Redlegs player now with the Sydney Swans. I just want you to reflect back on your career at the legs, uh, Steve-O, and just describe... The one special moment that you can reflect on, the one that sort of stands out in your mind, and you're talking about love to come back and play footy for the club one day, and the club would love that even more than you would love it, I can (laughs) assure you. But uh, just with with what you achieved with the football club, drafted at the end of 2019, what's the one sort of standout memory for you?
1: Uh, It's pretty tough. It's pretty tough to bail down a few. Obviously, I, i played played um, in the reserves grand final, so I, well, the league got dropped out. We played a semi-final against the Crows, and um, a week later I was lucky enough to go, go down and play in the reserves granny, which was pretty awesome. Um, but then, I think also the Sturt Elimination final was probably a pretty awesome day. Mm. Um, I think it was pretty close all day, and yeah. then right at the end, um, we we're, we're, going off. were lucky enough to kick one of the goals. Um,
2: didn't you kick yeah, an absolute scorcher? I think, he's, scorcher? Crabby,
0: but, I think uh, he's burnt Henry Carey. That, uh, that plays first Sturt. My, yeah, my, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think right. he's absolutely yeah. taken with the cleaners, the poor bloke. My dude. vague recollection
2: <laughs> is that uh, the Eddie Betts pocket became the Dylan Stevens pocket for a period of a time underneath the scoreboard there. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: and back then, that was obviously the biggest crowd I'd played in front of. So, um, yeah, it was a pretty awesome experience that day. So probably that one. Oh, the reserves guy, he probably takes the cake
2: reserves granny over and above kicking a goal at elimination final in front of 10,000 uh, on Adelaide Oval. Hey Dylan, I just want to ask you about, and I guess this relates probably as much uh, as anything as what's going on with the Adelaide Football Club back here. What sort of a challenge is it to be taken as a top 10 draftee? Is is there an inordinate amount of pressure on someone like you? I mean, we've seen Chase Jones, Fisher Mackesy. I mean, they're, they're exceptional footballers and given that everyone sort of finds their feet in their own time, but you know, there's been a lot of criticism about the Crows for taking Makisee and I guess also taking Chase Jones. I, mean, I don't know if you have the same level of scrutiny up there at Sydney, but is there is there something about being a top 10 draftee and, and the, the, just that inordinate amount of pressure on you?
1: Uh, to be honest, not really. Like um, I guess it's probably a bit different over in LA where... Um, footies be all and end all for everyone whereas in New South Wales it's a bit different so I guess for me I get out of the limelight a bit more but I think there is initially that bit of pressure especially in your first year but after that everyone kind of forgets I reckon so um <laughs> yeah I don't know it's a bit different it's something I don't really think about anymore but I think in my first year it was always something that was on my mind
0: hey dude just talk us through lastly just talk us through now so obviously get off the track um, after a main training session today and then talk us through you know the lead up to to Saturday's game and, and what it, you know what it entails heading into a big game against Frio in Perth.
1: Yeah, so um yeah, obviously we train today and, and then um tomorrow's just pretty cruisy captains ca- captains run we'll probably do that over in Perth so we'll fly over um obviously it's a pretty long flight and then straight to Optus and have a run around um and then yeah from there on in it's just yeah, it's pretty cruisy um We've already spoken, we already had our like, pre-game team meeting about how we want to play against Frio um, this morning. So, um, yeah, it's all pretty straightforward from there. And it's, to be honest, it's not much different. So, um, you prepare for a sample game?
2: Well, I'll tell you what, well, Dylan... Yeah. Um, If you prepare for a sandful game uh, the way you prepare for an AFL game and the way you were playing some sandful footy for us was very exciting back in the day. Hey, thank you so much for your time here on Redlegs Radio. We're going to be watching with interest you on Saturday night. What's a cracking game against the Fremantle Dockers? Keep it up, young man. We're uh, we're very excited for your career. But I tell you what, the lead out of all of this will be Dylan Stevens making his long-awaited return to the Norwood Football Club in the not-too-distant future. We uh, we're very excited about that as well.
0: And Dylan, another thing was make sure we tuck that ball under the arm and we give it a good chance, give it, give it a good ride this for, this Saturday night. No? Yeah, but blow, blow team <laughs> rules out, mate. Just be... just take it and
2: run.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, I'll burn whoever's anywhere in, in, near me. I'll just give it a crack.
2: Dylan, Dylan thanks for your time on Redlegs Radio. Thanks,
1: mate. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. Hopefully, I'll see you guys soon. Uh, well, we
2: we'll certainly man. look forward to it. We'd love to see you back at Cooper Stadium. Uh, we'll, we'll have you tossing the coin, you name know, it. In fact, I uh, tell you what: if they, if they ever have a sub rule, we'll be swinging you in about halfway through the second <laughs> quarter. I reckon. Good on you, Dylan. Go well on Saturday That's night, good mate.
1: To me. Thanks, guys. See you soon.
2: Dylan Stevens there, our special guest, of course, a star with the Sydney Swans now uh, and previously, well, was a, a, a looming legend yep. at the Norwood Football Club, and we're very excited to see what he can do at AFL level. 21 games already, and he's got, you know, 150, 200 games written all over yep. him, I reckon, Joe. Uh, time for a break. Pl- plenty more to come here on Redlegs Radio, so don't go away. It's a grand old-
0: CNSA. you're listening to Red Legs Radio for climate air conditioning and solar proud sponsors of the Redlegs. Yeah, in the final term
2: here at Redlegs Radio, Ben Hook and Joe Marciano with you. Uh, we've got a lot to get through in a very short period <laughs> of time here, Joe, so we'll see what we can do. Hey, uh, past players and officials, lunch is tomorrow sold out, but if you're a Norwood fan and you want to catch up with a few of the all-time greats, I think we're celebrating the 82 yep. Premiership, Union. is that yep. right? Yep. So that's going to be upstairs in the Wolf Blush Community Centre, but if you want to pop down around four thirty, five o'clock, yep. there'll be a heap of people just carrying on enjoying the hospitality at For the sure. Wolf Blast down in the uh, the bar. What's Premier's the name bar? of the, the Premier's Bar just uh, underneath the um, Wolf Blast community centre there. So if you're a fan... And or you're a past player or official and you would love to come and have a drink with the boys. Then uh, get in there Friday afternoon, tomorrow afternoon, of course, uh, at around about 4.35 PM. Joe? And
0: uh, not next Friday, not this fr- uh, next Friday. Friday after is our annual monthly business lunch. Uh, Heath Jamison, ex-commando sniper will be the guest speaker. So if you'd like to come to that, find uh, the club 8362 6278 that's a, a lunch not to miss, be missed out on
2: just remember if you're not already a member then you need to get on board we're at 2,551 members at the moment we'd love to get up to 3,500 we thousand one 3,104 last year so we're a little bit uh, shy of where we should be in particular with a team that's uh, now angling for the top three so make sure you get into the club and buy your membership and uh, yeah, be part of what could be a pretty special year here in 2022 uh, Joe it's time time to play our little word association game and we kick it off just like this It's thanks to Integrated Waste Services, the Word Association, uh, Integrated Waste Services. If you want a responsible, environmentally friendly way to dispose of your waste, you get on board with the team at Integrated Waste Services. Uh, Joe, I've decided, of course, we just had the two-test series between Australia and Sri Lanka uh, with, the, with the cricket, of course, finished uh, 1-1. So I've decided to liken every... Uh, Sandfield Club to um, an Australian cricketer. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, North Adelaide. I've got them as Steve Smith. <sighs> a few recent wobbles, North Adelaide, but still the best player. Fair yep. enough? Yep. The Crows, Manus Labashane. Their best is so, so good. They can be a little bit all over the shop, the Crows, but their best is very, very good. Glenel they're Travis Head. Just a little bit inconsistent to be seen as the top dog, but their best is imperious, oh. just like my boy Travis Head. Norwood, I've got us as Cameron Green.
1: King Green. We're,
2: Cameron Green. We're adding some strings. We're maybe not the full package just yet, okay. but we're improving. We're on the rise, and uh, it's very, very exciting at the moment. The Eagles, I've got them as Nathan Lyon. They're always a presence. They're occasionally written off. But they always bounce back the Eagles, and I think they're a hard one to rule out. South Adelaide have got them as Pat Cummins. They've taken a bit of a back seat recently, but they showed last week that a profound influence is possible. Sturt. They remind me of Usman Khawaja. It beats a bit to his own drum, does Usman, and the double blues beat to their own drum a little bit as well. But I would say, when on song, they're the most attractive team in the competition, just like like Usman is the most attractive player. Centrals. Mitchell Stark. Wild. Can be a bit worn down and can, can get worn down and often a bit underrated. But they, whenever they're underrated, it's always at the peril of their opponents. So I reckon Central's a bit like Mitch Stark. They can strike at any time. Port Adelaide, I've got them as Mitch Swepson. Okay. They probably need lesser opponents to be a real threat. Once they've come up against some quality, they're missing a bit at the moment. They'll improve over time, just like Mitch Swepson will. But uh, they right now, they need to be playing against pretty ordinary sides if they're going to be a threat. West Adelaide, I've likened them to David Warner. Not at their best. They're seriously out of form. And these days are delivering more disappointment than joy. But... David Warner, you know that they're always a threat and I still believe that they're half a chance in the next couple of weeks, certainly this weekend against Port Adelaide. Joe, that pretty much wraps us up. I was going to give you a quick Judge Joe because we don't have Judge Jacob here. So Judge Joe beautiful I just want to ask you who do you think is going to win the McGarry medal this year
0: Uh, I'll go Riley Knight from the Eagles he's
2: been outstanding I'm going to go Aaron Young from North Adelaide Uh, right well there you are that wraps us up we'll have Jacob back next week for Jubs Jacob Uh, we're off to uh, the Norlanger on Flinders University Stadium it's on Sunday afternoon look forward to seeing you all down there get behind the boys they love their support and away game so get down to South Adelaide it's on Sunday we come home with the points and then we're going to get very excited it's round 15 look forward